Hello and welcome to this exciting episode of Pop Salsa. I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good friend Ernesto. Hello. We have some... We're starting to like build up our setup now, right? Right. Yeah. Ernesto stole a mic, a mic stand from his work. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard, but you know, I had to. Yeah, get it he through. had to like just put it under his shirt and walk out with it. All. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, he, we, we finally decided to start buying some better equipment to, you know, now that we have the space to, you know, up the production value. So, right. one of the um, issues we've had, we've encountered since we Ernesto found a way to for us to record on double mics was that we're getting feedback and yeah. if you guys see if it, my desk is really like a foot and a half long <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst fucking desk ever but you know it is what it is for for what it is <laughs> um but first i want to start off by saying merry christmas i know you and your people's culture celebrate christmas in september right <laughs> yes so it's september that's second. right oh my gosh <laughs> I gave you like the weirdest like what? Yeah, what the fuck? Where are you going with this? No, you're right. Yeah, it's 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 church time. It's church time. Yeah, that's still a mind fucking boggle to me. I'm <laughs> I was well, September church time. <laughs> I was like tripping balls because I started seeing um, Halloween commercials already. Oh in, my! Like mid August. Yeah, yeah. That's let's not. Yeah, times like, to change. Keep every, I mean, September you could kind of make the. Because it's like the end of fall. I mean, then the summer falls right around the corner. So you can, you can, you can make the argument. But mid-August. Yeah, they're getting really like really competitive, I guess. That's, I guess the, the commercialization of everything. Like, I went to Costco last weekend, and they had already uh, Christmas lights and stuff like oh that. Oh, my God. My mom was talking about Christmas. She yeah. saw a tree outside. Like, yeah, we put Christmas trees on there. Uh, Christmas trees, Christmas lights. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's September. It's 120 <laughs> degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's weird to say that. Merry Christmas. But it's 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 something that I saw at... um, uh, We talked about this last year. Uh, Anthony Bourdain. He did an episode on, on the Philippines. Mm. And he, they were talking about how, like... As soon as September is, it's a hundred days of Christmas. They're doing Christmas parties. They're doing like all this crazy shit. And I was like, it, it's like a hundred and ten degrees outside. Like, yeah, what is wrong with you people? Yeah, even in the Philippines, it's it's even hotter because it's culture through the equator. And yeah, it's and just it's like, tropical, right? Yeah, yeah. and then, like I remember, I was there for a good like a month, oh and I lost God. so much weight. Just, just sweat. Just You're so sweating. dehydrated. Just, just sweating. I lost weight. So I was like, yeah. I could just imagine on. <laughs> yeah, it's oh my god, it's terrible. Um, but yeah, we're soldiering on. Hopefully, the the summer, the heat is ending. Um, we know there has been a lot of talk about you know the global warming issue, but we don't really want to discuss it. My view is if if the world is gonna set on fire, just might as well get it over. Right? <laughs> why? Are you, why are you making us suffer? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we have uh, quite a bit to talk about since we last uh, recorded. Right. There's right. been still some additional fallout from the Discovery Warner Brothers merger. Some Sony news. A lot of Sony news, I guess they're... Would you say they're trying to get their shit together? Yeah. Well, and not in a way where they're like failing or anything. I feel like they're paving another path that yeah. a lot of other companies are not really seeing at the moment. I, I feel like Sony is like, well, let's throw everything we possibly can <laughs> at the wall and whatever sticks, sticks. <laughs> right? Right. Like, who would have imagined there would have been a, a, like a solo Venom film? Right. Oh, let alone a sequel. Yeah. But yeah. then they decided to do Morbius. Did you see Morbius? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I want to because Sony, uh, at well, least... What's the holdup? 
yeah. I'm waiting for it to come back to the It's morbid time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's all I hear, and it turns me off to it. But uh, yeah, Sony, you know, Spider-Man. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Spider-Man. But yeah, Venom, Venom 2 is like, okay. And then Morbius, like, oh, wow, where'd that come from? But they had like a, in, like a whole slate of, of Spider-Man villain movies right yeah Isn't the the hunt the huntsman yeah they in? have a craven craven, Com- craven coming in the hunter yeah the hunter and yeah. i think they had a they had a black not black widow a black cat and a silver sable movie lined up but i think that fell through but that's just their mindset you're right yeah they're all spider-man villain adjacent and now that they have like this this giant plethora of video game catalogs that they they could pick like we saw already um Fuck, what's a we saw the um, fuck what's this the Sony video game movie that was already I think it's Uncharted Uncharted, Uncharted right, that right, one yeah. I, was, I had Tom Holland in my head just, <laughs> just Spider Man yeah Spider Man <laughs> Tom Holland uh, Uncharted came out already last year um, they released a teaser for Last of Us on mm. HBO Max yeah. which oh. looks really interesting they're talking about uh, fucking Days Gone adaptation the Horizon adaptation yeah and then Ghost of Tsushima Ghost of Tsushima yeah so okay so the ghost of tsushima i was reading the article you posted and Mm. it said that the director wants all all japanese cast which naturally makes sense but it all they also wanted to be in japanese yeah which does that make sense yeah really yeah well it's in in the setting yeah in the setting in the game there was an option they did obviously like two Mm. cast stuff and just uh i guess Sony being, you know, predominantly in a Japanese company, mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense to, you know, up the culture and stuff. But in in a world that we see where like most of the foreign language films are like indie art, oh, that's why films like that. So know? it's like a high budget, yeah, but kind of indie bond. hybrid. Yeah, kind of well, thing. it's like the thing is like whose audience is this going to be for? Right, mm-hmm. the game didn't really have. Apparently, the game wasn't all that real well received, was it? Or am I talking about Horizon? Uh, no, other one. Days uh, gone. Neither. Days, Days gone. gone. Days, Days gone. gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. another good game with another good game. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so uh, the game, I've never played it. Have you played it? Yeah. Oh, yes. So what's it about? Yeah, it's, so essentially it's... Uh, if it's Japanese, I'm thinking Samurai and Ninja and Yeah, yeah but basically and you're, and it's, it's yeah. somewhere in the middle, so just the short end of it. It's, uh, it's the Mongol invasion of the island of, I think, Tsushima, mm-hmm. right? So essentially the old-fashioned kind of combat, which is kind of like the Civil War kind of combat. You line up, we go at it, whoever's remains is yeah, you know, or standing. Right, so yeah. what they, the Mongols did, they asked for, you know, a discussion with the leaders. Uh, they lit the leader on fire and then uh, charged the lines while they were all in camp. So wiped out the samurai. Mm. So essentially, you play uh, Jin Sakai, which is the survivor and the uncle of the ruler of the island. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if, if just for spoiler case sakes, he comes from you know the high broad samurai where it's honor based, and we fight one on one to the ninja. Yeah. So and he starts you know he starts poisoning people, assassinating people, and that's not the samurai way at no. all. So he comes to odds to his uncle. Who's the lord of the of the you know of the island, mm-hmm. and uh, he starts like saying, and the Mongol um, the Mongol leaders like you're becoming like us, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So there's a lot of dynamic and narrative and going top going around, and it's uh, it's very rooted within uh, Kurosawa's uh, kind of filmmaking. A lot of cinematic, you know. There's the scene where you duel people. And it's uh, it's like a silhouette with grass, mm-hmm. and you know the the wind's blowing, and you have to like it's like a quick draw kind of scene. But instead of a gun, it's the it's the sword. Yeah, that's the katana. So it's a lot of very colorful and very vibrant. 
That's interesting. Like yeah. the, the so now I'm trying to envision. Okay, so like generally, like these epic movies, because this is what it sounds like. It is right. Yeah. How much are they going to invest <laughs> in this film? Yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot, it, yeah. especially if you want to do it as justice. Uh huh. So something that is not I watch Uncharted. And it's it's a lot of CGI, and like I don't notice it, but I can feel the stunts and mm-hmm. a lot of the action sequences have to be just yeah. to, just to get the spirit of the game, right? Yeah. So in this sense, it, you would have to have not only a high budget, but also have to keep that indie, uh, not as explosive kind of cinematography and storytelling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's like because it feels it's a very old setting. You don't want to have explosions and one t- well, one takes as well, right? Something that's not as conventional. Something that's simple yet uh, elegant. <laughs> yeah, I I remember having this conversation with you a while back where you were saying that for fighting you love the one take, right? Like those old school Bruce Lee films where the fighting sequence is like ten minutes long, but you see them as as the movie as that fight sequence progress, you see Bruce Lee pick his opponent apart, right? Right. So something like that. And especially in the ninja samurai uh you know fighting style where you do have like it is very honor respected, but you do have like the like the practice of kendo with the stick and you just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> right. So it's very interesting to see how they're going to adapt this 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 video game. Yeah, especially considering that there really isn't a uh, <laughs> a successful video game adaptation. Yeah, define it successful. Like I well, feel good. like a good. Well, Sonic. I feel like Sonic. Oh, yeah. Well, Sonic is. I well, feel like that's a different mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. in video game. But it's like you look like the Sonic. It's essentially cartoons and stuff like that. You're playing around, so you are you do have the liberty to like make them do more wacky situations, stuff like that. But like, that's true. The was a Ghost of. Tsushima? Tsushima, yeah. Tsushima? Tsushima? Tsushima, the TSL, right? (laughs) Uh, Tsushima, it's more, you know, person-person, realism type of scenarios. So, like, I forgot where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, so video game adaptation. Right. Right, good, bad. You said Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, you're right. Uncharted uh, felt like a combination of, like, the first one and the second one. Mm -hmm. But there was uh, kind of, like, the quality like went down a bit right yeah so yeah i I definitely could see where you're saying ghost of tsushima at least it doesn't have other games like a sequel Mm -hmm. or a prequel to have some sort of convention but uh balancing that with the spectacle and the groundedness yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be tough yeah it's interesting um all the everything we that was outlined in this article is painting a very interesting picture you know, interesting in the sense that the guy, the director, wants to stay as true as to the source material as he possibly can. Yeah. But the scope of the video game seems like it's going to be, like, a lot is going to have to be cut off. Like, yeah. There's going to have to be so much to, to lose that. Is that where the, like, the 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 disconnect between the... The source material and adapt, adapting the source material to the to the to film is that where the break is going to be? Just because you have to condense everything down to two and a half hours. Yes. Oh, I, I, absolutely. Uh, other elements aside, that is one of the biggest. Just because Ghost of Tsushima itself is a sixty-plus hour game. Yeah. So how are you going to condense the narrative beats? Because each element in that game felt like it contributed to the greater narrative. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to contribute <laughs> 60 hours into two hours? And that's where a lot of video game adaptations fail, other than Sonic, because you're right. There, First of all, there isn't a, a, solid, a 
pan into it. Yeah. Right. There's not like something you can look at and say, oh, Sonic ate, you know, chili dogs in this world and Sonic didn't, you know, stuff like that. So there's like the basic stuff. Like yeah. The manner, like not the mannerism, but like, like you said, he loves chili dogs. Yeah. That's something that's not all that far fetched to incorporate into live action, right? Right. Uh, Dr. Robotnik's mustache. That's another thing. It easily incorporated. So it's like, I feel like the stuff that's canon for, for things like Sonic are a lot more doable in that transition to live yeah. action. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so for Ghost of Tsushima, it's, uh, it's I I do wish you now that you bring it up I do wish it was like a TV show yeah but then again there's things that movies can do in terms of scope that TV can't really do see but like there that that line between TV and film is starting to like narrow yeah that there used to be a huge gap like for for the longest time you know if you were if you were working on tv it basically was like the end of your career <laughs> right, <laughs> right that's yeah. how you were treated but it, now with the uh, obviously the production values going up the 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 program right. all that stuff it, it, the the technology is catching up and stuff like that so it's starting to narrow and, and as as the years progress it's starting to, the gap is starting to narrow yeah and now like you look at the fallout a tv show it's a TV show, and that makes perfect sense. You know, like you have the super; it's going to be super expensive because the world of Fallout. It's not going to be easy to build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you have what? It's six or eight episodes, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So you have eight hours potentially to really tell the, your story that you a hundred hour game. <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can do That's seasons true. and stuff like right, that, but right. it's still you know like it it, it depending on what. Um, storyline in the fallout series they want to follow there's easily beats in the in that in the video game where you could end a season yeah and start a new one you know yeah so like with the ghost of tsushima bringing it to a tv show now that that the technology is up like look at mandalorian like look at the la um obi-wan you like look at all these like disney uh tv shows where they are doing you know they're taking like the grandeur, the scope of the source material that they're they're adapting and just condensing it down to a bit where it's, it's still this. It looks like that world. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's like anything better or anything worse, but you get a lot more room to play with. Right, right. Do you do you see any uh, like take backs when it comes to the technology? Like anything noticeable that they still need to work on, sort of thing. Because then, like with the Mandalorian, the scene with the mopeds, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a fast scene, but obviously it's not because it's on Sagecraft and it's in the volume. So yeah. is there any conventions you feel that there's stuff that they have to work on or anything? I mean, obviously it's um, the CGI. Mm. That's the big, the big thing, like, the reason why CGI in most movies looks pretty decent is because they have a huge budget. In in TV, you have the budget, but then you have to break each budget down, the budget down for each episode. So that kind of gives limits your your capabilities. So maybe increasing the the budget for CGI or something like that along the lines, or just wait for CGI to to catch. The <laughs> yeah. So that I guess that's the line, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it, if you do increase the CGI budget, you're basically making a movie so might yeah. as well make a movie right. well it's like if it ever gets to a point where cgi is super expensive i mean super super inexpensive mm. then the 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 gap would be dissolved essentially yeah you know you're 
were not quite there yet. I have seen some shows where it's like, mm, that's pretty decent. And I have seen some shows where it's like, that is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's just a weird, like right now it's a toss up. Yeah, definitely. Right. It can, it can go either way, especially yeah. when it comes to the Mandalorian's technology. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes in there. I'm like, whoa, it feels like a movie, mm-hmm. but it's a TV show. Yeah. So, so now that we're on the topic of a fallout, so mm-hmm. looking at Halo, you watched Halo. Oof, yeah. What can Fallout avoid <laughs> to not become like a Halo? Well, because it's one of our favorite franchises. Yeah, right? Killzone definitely up there, but you know Halo and Fallout definitely. Yeah. So you've watched the Halo show, and it does try to take the source material and kind of distance itself while making something new. Yeah. But for the most part, it, it kind of gets muddled in its lore and Fallout is one of really lore heavy if not more than halo so how can they balance that out or not fall into that pit i would have to say that they would have to start a new like basically like acknowledge that the the other fallouts exist like fallout one two three four do like they acknowledge that there's anchorage and there's all these other locations happening um and just start anew. Mm. Like, what? why do you want to follow the story of Fallout 4 or Fallout 3, Fallout 2? You know, just start anew. Um, so that way you're already like, hey, look, we acknowledge that this world exists and we're trying to stick to its the, the, its conventions as closely as we possibly can. But the story is going to be completely new. Right. You know, I feel like with, with, um, with Halo, they were trying to do an origin story. And how can you redo your origin? <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. It's like a soft reboot, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Essentially, that's what it felt like. Like, because you had like what felt like the the origin or the content of three games, three or four games shoved into nine episodes. Right. <laughs> so I feel like for for Fallout to avoid that was just to like acknowledge that there's already the, the world already exists. We don't have to lay the foundations down for anybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have to hit the ground running. Right. Yeah. It's. I I don't know why. Personally, I don't know why. Uh, when it comes to adaptations, it has to be the game exactly. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it, when it comes to Uncharted, it's obviously a combination one and two. Why not just do your own thing? Yeah. So when it comes to Fallout and Last of Us, Last of Us at least is the narrative beats are there, but it seems like the direction it's taking is it's, it's very different from the game. Yeah. Same with hopefully the Fallout show. Yeah, I mean like. We don't get, like, especially with Fallout, because, like, there really isn't a continuing storyline. Yeah. Like, each game is its own storyline. So why not take that concept and adapt it to the to the TV show? Yeah. Do you, okay, so do you think the reason why a lot of the adaptations focus on just making the game or a variation of the game is because they're not sure of the property or they don't really, they're paranoid with the property? Well, I feel like... I've heard this um, be mentioned a lot. Like, do more of what works. And since, like, video games, obviously, it's a massive market. And if they see, like, that Fallout has a, a rabid fan base and they like Fallout, so that why not? I, I would imagine that the higher-ups would say, like, why not just do that, but mm. in TV form? Right. But not understanding that there's a lot more complexity to it than right. just fallout like we yeah we love fallout but like i said every story in every video game is different yeah like there are like um some like topics and concepts and characters and um stuff like that that span all four games five Mm -hmm. if you count new vegas i do 
I was uh, I do betrayed. Too. <laughs> this, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, so like stuff like Nuka Cola, stuff like stuff like that's important to the game. Like right. you're not gonna be like Nuka Pepsi. Like what oh. the fuck is this <laughs> for the video game, <laughs> right? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's you're right. It, the world. As much the world building is, is as much as intertwined within the narrative, mm-hmm. right? Especially just the idea of the vaults being mm-hmm. in this world. Like it's like the vaults themselves are a direct response to what's happening mm-hmm. with the world, which is another world war, I suppose. I think a World War Three, basically. Uh, yeah, that's what the twenty seventy seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it was like, yeah, it was total nuclear war and stuff like that. But yeah, you're right. It's it should be the. The creative decisions that they should do should be a response to the world of Fallout, not mm-hmm. a reaction to it. Exactly. And you also have to get Ron Perlman to do the voiceover. Oh, yes. If it's not him. Um, we riot. Yeah. <laughs> we stand up. It's too hot. We sit back down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we stand up. We get winded and go back. Down. <laughs> you no, know, yeah, definitely. Definitely. To the point, I don't know if you saw the photos. You saw no, some of them before. It, yeah, before. But it seems like they're, they're hardcore going into the whole Fallout 4 era kind of costume design and set design. Really? That's the one I didn't really necessarily like. Yeah, same. I, I didn't really like that. I didn't like the fact that power armor had cells. Like, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, I, it I makes sense. That. You need a battery to operate. <laughs> but to wander around the fucking wasteland looking for batteries, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, is there any D-cells in here? Dang it, there isn't. So you have to go to another one. Yeah, so it just makes sense for Ron Perlman to do, you know, whatever yeah. changes. You know, all that stuff. You think they're going to do Liberty Prime? Oh, God. No. Really? Yeah, no, no. I, because now you're just you're just hitting my spots, and you know you already <laughs> know my spots. So to have Liberty Prime, as much as I'd love to, that seems like a season two kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Are do you think that they're going to fall in line with the hardcore hardcore anti communism that the, the video game <sighs> like the underlying message of the video games? No, no. no. Yeah. It has to make money in China. That's true. <laughs> and China's the direct antagonist. Yeah. Well, uh, the main force that ended the, the world. Right, right. right. Yeah. It was the Chinese. We don't know who. It was Voltec who mm. didn't fire the first nuke. But the main conflict was the U.S. and, and China. China yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like season one is going to be Brotherhood of Steel, if anything. Because you did see Power Armor and yeah. Power Armor and Fallout is Brotherhood of, Steel. Is Brotherhood of Steel. So Brotherhood of Steel can be, they're probably the antagonists. If anything, they're gonna they're gonna be set up to be the protagonist, but by the end of season one, be the antagonist. Let's see, that's the smart way. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes people to people who played the video games, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would love. Yeah. Either way, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're gonna be that, and if they have a season two, it could be uh, know, Liberty Prime is here now or something to some extent, or even oh gosh, if we go to New Vegas, yeah. NCR. The or NCR. anything like that yeah where is this uh, the Fallout TV show based on is it based in Boston like um, the Commonwealth like uh, Fallout 4 or is it somewhere else from what I've understood it, it's a combination so uh-huh. we don't really quite know at least I don't quite know yeah. that where it's set but it's set within uh, that era I guess I suppose so we don't know it's a combination of like Fallout 3 and 4 okay so <clears throat> it's interesting it's, uh, yeah there are a lot of fucking motifs that in the Fallout um <laughs> universe that i would love to see <laughs> i mean nuka-cola, nuka-cola. Just, just, just the whole idea of nuka-cola and them taking advantage of their competitors and like basically killing and poisoning people. yeah fuck man that's crazy um 
so yeah, the, the the fallout. Hopefully, if like right now they're they're in production, so hopefully they follow the 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 rule or like the narrative that the Fallout games have. Like there is no real overarching narrative. Each one is within itself. There are stuff that you know point references and point to the other games, but mm-hmm. it's you know it's just there for fan services. Yeah, they're like a hundred. 50 years apart from each yeah. other. Like, even the no, the newest one, 76, is, like, 100 years before 3 or some change. Yeah, and that's the, that's the other thing is, like, each one takes place in different points of time. <laughs> yeah, so they're never going to meet. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, other than the first and second one, but that was just because that's that's another time. They're, yeah. They're owned I, by another company. I did uh, mention to Ernesto before we started talking is that because of uh, the mods... You know, people have basically rebuilt uh, Fallout games from the ground up. And one mod I saw was that they were uh, vault dwellers were escaping a vault. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why they were escaping the vault is because they initiated the self-destruct sequence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's cool because like you go, you, um, I forgot what the mod was called, but it's like they're running from the door and then they're just run, run, run. And all of a sudden the ground just... Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, God, like, that's awesome. Exactly, and that, that would was... make New Vegas so much better. How <laughs> dare you? You, mm. Damn. your smile just disappeared. The disrespect! I can't believe it, man. It sounds like a good mod, though. Yeah, it's it's, it's a really good mod. <laughs> Why didn't you like New Vegas? I, New the, Vegas the vault awesome. thing. What? The vault? That you weren't a vault yeah. dweller. Yeah, you're a courier. Really... So? It's a different aspect. See, like, okay, so, like, the first one, you got to find the water chip, right? Right. The second one, the water chip again. Right? I, I, I think, think so, so. Right? The third one, you got to find the, the... Your dad. The, the dad. Your dad, And right. the fourth one, you got to find the, the, the sun. The package. The sun, right? Oh, the fo- so, the oh right, one. you're going in. Okay, yeah. yeah the and sun. then, so, and in New Vegas, you have to find the dude who shot you in the head. Yeah. It's well, revenge. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's true. You're right. And then, but that revenge is easily... Like, it's not really the main driving force. It's more exploration. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why New Vegas is better because... Well, not better. It's okay. But... Better. Uh, <laughs> you said it. Can't take it back. Oh. It's on record. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to live on the internet forever. And it, it leaves a lot of for interpretation. Yeah. Right? You don't have to go straight for revenge because you know where he is. Yeah. Right? So you can just explore anything. And that's what 3 and 4, to some extent... Uh, failed at mm-hmm. that it really uh, it, it, it pigeonholed you for the narrative and like yeah. to progress you have to go the narrative mm-hmm. right so yeah I, I concede that that's the better aspect of New Vegas yeah it took advantage of the open world concept to like as I think as best as it excuse me as best as it's been adapted to no like you look at even God of War mm-hmm. like I just recently replayed it and um you do have this open world to explore, but there are some parts you can't get to until you progress more into the story. I, I hate that. Yeah. I, I hate I hate artificial walls. Mm-hmm. Right? Something if I want to explore and I'm not supposed to be there, smash me. Like just destroy <laughs> yeah. me and then I'll Give me know. a super hard fucking villain I can't kill. Right, right. Yeah. Like something that, you know, fire's hot. <laughs> it's that sort of thing, that that sort of mentality. Don't just physically put an invisible wall. Or something like, oh, you can't go in here yet, or something like that. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. Like going back to Halo, seeing how it really was really lacking 
in my opinion. Mm. I, I know you still haven't seen it. You've probably watched Upper Decks another 12 <laughs> times. Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Whatever. The, the next season's on, by the way. It's already out? <laughs> that's out. Is it, is it a dump or is it a weekly? Uh, it's a weekly. Nah, that's a yeah, sense. the only one who do dumps nowadays is Netflix. Not even. Really? They, they do some that are episodics and some shows that are dumps. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. Hmm. Interesting. It's, it's wild. It's like, I thought we had learned. That <laughs> I thought the, we learned from this. Yeah, that dumping the, the whole entire show was basically best. Mm. Just because like you get an on, a more honest reaction of uh, a feedback on what the show is. Mm. Rather than just waiting week by week. And <laughs> fucking bullshit. But yeah, so Paramount discuss, is discussing like their full int- intentions of making Halo a mega franchise, which is wild because first you got to fix the disasters that were happening in season one before you want to <laughs> progress to season two, let alone think about fucking other crazy shit you're planning. Yeah. So is it really that bad? You got to watch it. That bad? Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I only one I've, speak, I've spoken to about Halo, it's, oh, it's, it's the second coming of the devil. Uh, in terms of gaming yeah of gaming adaptations anyway so is it really something that halo 2 has to be good in order to validate or at least vindicate halo 1 or the the first one look it's nothing is ever going to fix or vindicate the first season of halo 1 you know Mm -hmm. you could only build upon it so you got to learn about what it is that that season one was lacking be it cgi narrative acting whatever nonsense um, I, I really like the acting. The acting was pretty cool. The, the actors were were good in their roles. It's just narrative and CGI were my big. <laughs> were my big. Those are pretty big. Yeah. That's basically the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I feel like they first have to look back and see. All right, that happened. We can't fix it. We can't. We can't like take it down, re-edit everything, reshoot it, all the bunch of scenes, and put it back up because <laughs> that's just going to be a giant waste of money. But learn. You know, like take honest feedback, and obviously there's going to be that subset of people who are, like you said, the second coming. Of the yeah, like he shouldn't take off his helmet. Like, <laughs> no, not so, but, at all. but that's something like, even though I knew in the video games, like he doesn't take off the helmet, but there's room for creativity there, right? And especially considering that this is like a parallel universe or an alternative universe, so why not take off the helmet? Maybe not in the first twenty minutes of yeah, the episode. I, I was going <laughs> to say it's. Uh, it should it should have been a plot point. Yeah, it should have been something. I haven't. Well, I watched the first episode, but I feel like he he does take it off in the first twenty yeah, minutes. He does. And, oh, he does. Yeah. Okay, so and uh, I feel like it should be something like the Mandalorian, where mm-hmm. it, it's, he has to it's integrated the... within the character. You yeah. know what I mean. So now Master Chief doesn't want to take it off because I don't know some psychedelic human integrity or something like that. Yeah. So at the end, he takes it off and it's it begins. But yeah, no, I get you. It's yeah. Weird. So yeah, in in like. Halo is already a franchise in the video game. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> so what are you trying to build here? Yeah. <laughs> Monopoly? It's, it's, <laughs> so uh, hopefully they do that. Hopefully they learn from their mistakes. Do you think they will, though? Their track, given their track record of content, do you feel like they do learn from their mistakes? Like Godzilla comes to mind. Yeah. Like Godzilla and then, I don't know, the sequel. In Godzilla versus Kong. King. Well, no, there was Godzilla in 2014, uh-huh. and then the one. The, oh, and the new one. one, right? The chick King of Monsters or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So this and is, then that King like Kong up. versus Godzilla. Well, oh. it, like it felt like they had the plan, and the plan was to get King Kong versus Godzilla, 
no matter what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, the first movie could have bombed, the second movie could have been even worse, and that probably wouldn't even been released, and then they still would have put out Godzilla versus King Kong. Right. So, I feel like it was, it was Lionsgate, right, who, direct, who produced these? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Lionsgate, right. Paramount, something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. So, unlike Lionsgate, I would imagine is like, this is a perfect time for, for Paramount to reassess. Like, look at, they already have a successful uh, video game adaptation franchise in Sonic. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, like, how we mentioned before, that there is a little more leeway with Sonic. But, just, that doesn't mean that you can't adapt the same principles. Right. You know? So, I feel like this would be the perfect time. If you do want it, like, this, this show could easily be one of the biggest shows of all time. Just because of the... The source material and the, and the fan base. All you have to do is make sure that that what you're producing is honest to the source material, makes sense, and and the CGI is good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are big. Yeah. <laughs> those are big. But yeah. No. Yeah. It's definitely something that I, I I'm fairly confident with Paramount them able to learn from their mistakes. Just because from the first Godzilla, the biggest complaint was. There's not enough fighting or there's too much human story. I thought the biggest co- complaint was that he had thunder thighs. Oh, that too. Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the course correction in the second movie was they showed more monster mm-hmm. fights. Yeah. So I, I, I'm fairly confident uh, what direction they take it on the other hand. I, I don't know. That's the thing. Like the, How the, the show ended, you know, it, it makes you want to say like... You want to see the second season, but knowing on how bad the first season was, it's just like, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah it's, it's a first impression. You don't want to, you, yeah, you don't want to suffer through yeah. watching the TV show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the last to... thing you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of video game and TV show talk, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of adaptations of video games becoming TV shows or movies. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Seems like PlayStation Studios, which was the company that Sony made, but they would focus more on PlayStation properties. Yeah. It seems like, and, you know, Fallout and other TV shows, it, it seems like there's there's a push to make adaptations of video games of, to TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to be the next direction, the next couple of years? Maybe we'll see a Killzone TV show down the line. That would be dope. Right? Yeah. Microsoft doesn't have that other than Halo, the top of my head. Like a movie or some sort of push to be a streaming or a TV or some sort of entertainment. Titanfall. Titanfall. Oh, and did that have like a movie? Huh? That was a, a TV that show? Was a, well, no, but that was exclu- I'm talking about like properties oh. they could get from their, their lineup. Oh, right. No, I mean, what I mean is they that's the only property that become a TV show. So far. Halo. So yeah. far. So far. So like Gears of Wars down the line or something mm. like that. So, But Sony seems like it has a leg up because you have what? Ghost of Tsushima, Days Gone, Horizon, Horizon's and being uh, Last of Us, Last of Uncharted us. came out. Yeah. So th- do you feel like well, it's the next direction? I just feel like Sony, because it's also a production company, they already have that mindset. You mm. know, Microsoft is a tech company. Yeah. So they have like, like whenever you see the new Xbox comes out, it's always basically like inching you closer and closer to a full on PC. Yeah. But with, with, um, with Sony... The, I, I always get the sense of like, yeah, they want to make sure your gaming experience is awesome, but they also want to make sure that the narrative in the video games is great as well. Mm. Because they, I, I would imagine because they, they, they also have that, that view of, you know, seeing everything in a cinematic way. Right. They have the pedigree for it. They do. Right, right. So 
when it comes to the their properties becoming TV shows, are we going to see more hopefully in the future or something? Why not? Yeah. Why not? It's like it's a treasure fucking trove of, of content that they have, you know? Like same with Disney <laughs> remaking all their animated movies into live action. Like they have a treasure trove of content that spans 100 years, 120 years at this point. Right. You know? Yeah. So why, I, I mean, I guess why, yeah, why not dip into that? And, and bring it in for the newer generations. For for someone like me, I think that's completely stupid. Because, <laughs> because it's like you, these these movies already live in history. Right. There's absolutely nothing wrong in going back and watching them. Right. But I also see the point of view where it's like, hey, let's modernize it. We have this new technology. Let's play with it. We have a shit ton of money. We need to spend it or else we're going to get... Uh, right. The IRS is going to come after us. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's a good point because it does show some sort of media convergence, kind of secular, you know, mm-hmm. workflow. Because if you watch the movie, for example, Uncharted, you watch the movie Uncharted. Oh, cool! There's a video game. You play the video game, and then you it goes back, and then you, you know, you're you're a gamer at that point. Yeah. So when it comes to this, I, I do feel like Sony, or at least the shows or the TV shows that they're producing and giving licenses to, are are garnering a path that not a lot of developers or at least the gaming industry sees at the moment no well then you also have to consider like which games are lend themselves to the adaptation yeah you know like how many games are out there just like basic simple first person shooters or uh mmos rpgs you know stuff like that that's right there was a warcraft movie there was and there's a call of duty movie being developed that's true yeah so yeah you're right yeah so there are a lot of video games that do have that lend themselves to adaptability into the cinematic world there are also a lot that don't yeah it's (laughs) uh it's it's gonna be a a funny road just because yeah adaptations with video games like we said 60 hours of gameplay Mm. and just condensing that to like two hours it's it's gonna it's it's more difficult than most people realize yeah well i mean like the, the the one work away workaround would be like keep what makes that video game the the true to itself yeah but just completely start new yeah that that had the there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you know you don't have to continue you know make kill zone the movie be kill zone (laughs) four which i hope not (laughs) not not that i didn't like kill zone four but narratively to start there it doesn't really uh, have the narrative because you know the spoiler at the end of the kill zone franchise is the ISA were the bad guys mm. in some extent. Yeah. So, yeah. like, for Killzone, Killzone would be a perfect example. There's a war going on. Mm. Set the TV show with another platoon. Mm. Or, yeah. yeah. You're right, you're right. Definitely. You know, or have it be point of the hell gas. Yeah. Which would be also awesome. You know, Which space would... Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> space fascism. Yeah. Why, why not both? Why not? Why not both both as well, I, I'd yeah. love to see a. Uh, I, we're about to nerd out about Killzone. I'd love to see a, a Band of Brothers s kind of narrative. Exactly. Where you see the ISA's invasion of, uh, I forget the main Hellgat. planet. Not Hellgat. Not Hellgat. But the first planet. The one that started the war again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Hellgas? It wasn't uh, Hellgas. That was like in the third game. It was, uh, it was some colony planet yeah. that they invaded that was adjacent to, to Hellgat, <laughs> basically Poland. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> where, yeah, it would, it would be nice to see the, the direction between both of them, yeah. or at least the perspective. Between and there's, both of them. there's so much like rich, fucking 
lore in the Killzone franchise. Like, how is it that the Hellgas are surviving in this inhospitable planet? Yeah. You know, something like, like that. And then I, do I remember seeing correctly, like, a Hellgas baby? Yeah. Right? With the gas mask. <laughs> with the gas with mask. With the gas mask. So they're born, so it's kind of symbolic. Like, they're born within this structure. Yeah. That they can't help because yeah. they'll die. <laughs> so Yeah, that's, that's so true. Like, you would have to make, like, almost dedicate a whole season if not a whole entire show run of show just on the helgen backstory right yeah because yeah it's it's something that not a lot of people they just see oh they're they're fascists and yes they are but you see the the extent of where they came from Mm -hmm. or the history and the background there's more context and a lot of today we need more context on the, the person than just looking at like oh it's a hell gas with like a gas mask because he can't breathe that's why he has it on there yeah, yeah. like why okay why does he need the hazmat because right. wasn't it like their home planet was yeah it was like invaded or some shit it, they, were, they, they were moved they're colonists I believe top of my head yeah and they, they went were to conquered the, yeah <laughs> they went <laughs> to a planet where uh, they 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 couldn't they they had to settle there yeah so they the through generations. They adapted to the planet, but the planet was the most un- inhospitable place where they had to wear gas masks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, ins- it's a really good fucking game. Yeah. Really uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, on the other hand, with Microsoft, like Gears of War. Oh, yeah. Do you think Gears of War lends itself to the adaptability? Uh, the thing is with Gears of War, it, it's it's very action-oriented, mm-hmm. right? It's very action. There's not a lot of narrative beats there. There are for, like, books and stuff like that, and the, there's some shows, I believe, like animated stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, it feels like the adaptability would be basically an action film. Yeah, like a two-hour-long John Wick, only the parts where he's shooting up nightclubs. Right, yeah, because <laughs> what I just remember, I remember just combat when I played all of the Gears of War. A lot yeah. of chainsawing, grubs, and, you know, just uh, patching, throwing grenades and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not saying or that it would be a gun. bad... Right, running, gunning, and the cover system and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Not that it would be a bad interpretation, but I feel it doesn't have a lot to go for. Yeah, I, like, my thing was, like... Gears of War also seems like it's very CGI heavy. Oh, Same yeah. with Killzone. Killzone, yeah. like there's, like they have these Helgen monsters and shit like that, abominations that they created, and um, these these um, so I guess you call them soldiers, but they're like invisible and shit. Right. Like that. Well, so, at least at least for Killzone, it, it seems like it would be more of like a World War Two kind of cyberpunky and mm-hmm. diesel punk kind of era. But for Gears of War, not only are the characters huge yeah. in terms of like they have body mass and muscle, but yeah, the most of the characters are most the 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 combat is CGI heavy. Yeah. So yeah, I could definitely see yeah um, and difficult that last battle in um, Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Battle of Earth. Earth? You're talking about? No, in in the the TV show. Oh, the TV show. Yeah, the oh, TV okay. Show. So it's oh, I see what you mean. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But so yeah, there's there Sony is making it's moving its its figures and also I feel like this is also another way for them to be like, "Hey, we're going to hold on to Spider-Man as long as we want." <laughs> <laughs> right, because technically there is Spider-Man and there's also a Spider-Man game. Yeah. Right. So yeah. 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 So like now we know that there's there's a bunch of Spider-Man stuff stuff happening. There's Miles Morales potentially a movie coming out. Uh, Tom Holland might lay low for a few episodes <laughs> for a few movies and then come back. Yeah. There's been a whole lot of speculation about what's going on with the Spider-Man franchise, but like like I said, I feel like this is Sony moving their 
their pieces on the board to signify this to Disney to go fuck itself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that and just it feels even in the game industry, it yeah. feels like it's a new because when you think video game, well, when video game adaptation, it's not a very fertile ground, right? You yeah. have kind of like movies that did it and failed, and there's not really critical acclaim. So I feel Sony is is just trying to push that with just not just their Marvel stuff, but also their video game properties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 a one thing that um, the the console wars have always been, you know, raging, roaring, and then it kind of seemed like there was a ceasefire a couple of years ago when, <laughs> with the 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 dual the, the cross platform play. Right. Yeah. But then now, <laughs> Sony's like, hey, we got another move. We're making right. we're making movies. Yeah, yeah, and especially when it comes to the Activision uh, yeah. acquisition, right? Yeah. That's big numbers. That's yeah. unprecedented, at least in the gaming industry. So Sony does have to make some sort of movement, yeah. or at least make some sort of ground. And it seems like they opened a new front. Yeah, and and Microsoft being a a mainly a tech company. They don't. All they they could do is just license out the properties. They like they don't have a, a direct hand in what the the final product is and what what is actually going to be produced. You know exactly. Sony does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So seeing all these movies like Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm excited for, Days Gone, Last of Us, it it's not unprecedented, but it's an interesting step for the medium as a whole. Yeah. To marriage both, right? Yeah. Video games and movies. Why not TV shows? Everything that non-gamers are watching TV shows, they can see, hey, there's a Last of Us TV show now. Yeah. Oh, is there a game about it? Let's play the video game. Yeah. I mean, like, there is going to be that whole generation of, of fans that are going to, excuse me, that are solely going to know a particular property from its movie and not know or eventually know that it once was a video game. Yeah. You know, uh, Last of Us seems interesting because it's directly to HBO Max. And we've seen that HBO Max right now. Yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers. I mean, I live I live like a few miles from Burbank and we could see the flames. <laughs> Warner the, Brothers lot. The screams. And all yeah. <laughs> Burn air. Yeah. The no-go zone. <laughs> I, I actually work in Burbank. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's I drive by the WB lot. Uh, not not the lot lot, but you know my the buildings and the studios, yeah. right? I see the water tower, and it it, it feels low foreboding, yeah. kind of like Mordor. Mordor. <laughs> like, oh, is everything okay over here? Yeah, there has been like the first initial wave of fallout of the Discovery Warner merger was was what made the most noise, right? Obviously, because you know the big news was that they asked um, the background movie ninety million dollars down the drain, essentially. Yeah. They basically they fired seventy people from the the HBO Max uh, production line, which is weird. It's like why would you fire those people? Yeah, yeah. Um, but now we're still there are still some some good news, some still some speculation stuff like that. Um, it, it was reported that they axed like most, if not all, of like the kid content, cartoons, TV shows, and yeah. stuff like that. But it looks like. As of right now, adult animation is safe. For now. For now. <laughs> I was surprised by it too. Oh yeah, I was fucking surprised when they announced that uh, Harley Quinn season four coming back. Yeah. 
you know, season three is about to wrap up in a couple of weeks. And there was, like, obviously all the speculation of what's going to happen with the show, what's going to happen with a lot of things. And it looks like, as of right now, that it's they're a go. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, have you caught, caught up with the uh, Not group? at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but the, didn't we talk about like how you were going to watch the show last year? Yeah. It's been a whole year and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's already season four. But the impression I got, I loved it. Like, I, I, I absolutely love that the narratives that they're going with and just Harley Quinn just screaming and just cursing everyone out yeah right? so to see uh I'm, on one side i'm not surprised season four is, is greenlit on the other hand they were selling shop and burning everything down yeah so it's a little uh like cautious yeah very much so um it what's also wild is that they if like yeah they they completely shelved the bad girl film but they still want to work with the actors yeah that's would you do that i mean would you work with someone that basically you know, fired, fired you, kind of fired you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I mean, she still, still got work. paid. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I'm sure she didn't get any, like, the bonuses of afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. once it's released and all that stuff, but she mm-hmm. still got paid. Mm-hmm. But so, come on, it's your passion stuff. It that, feels yeah. like she she really wanted to be bad girl. Yeah. So say, for example, there's a role you want to do and you really, it's kind of like uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Right? Like, Henry Cavill is Superman. He loved that role and he's a nerd. So when he got, you know, axed or shelved, I guess, same thing yeah, as uh, he was. I could just imagine like the devastation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be hard to 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 come back for her. I could imagine just like once you have like this working relationship with the previous executives, and then the new guy comes in and just axes everything. Your relationship with that person is already starting off on a rocky start, you know? right? So I would imagine if she, I, I would be a hundred percent. I wouldn't be surprised if she just decides to say, "Fuck it, I'm not. I don't want to work with you guys anymore." Yeah. But at the same time, if they keep dangling that carrot, you know? Yeah, it's oh, gosh, the industry is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's as as much as we want to have the integrity. Mm-hmm. Definitely, if the if the given the opportunity, probably. Yeah. Right. As much as we want to say uh, we have standards, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean. Would you like for her to stay on? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Like, I would love to see, because we didn't get to see her interpretation, no. right? Especially when it comes to, uh, like, say, for Gordon as well. Mm-hmm. Right? We didn't really see that interaction other than a couple of minutes. Yeah. But I would love to see her as Batgirl and see how she develops the character. Yeah. That's We've it. never seen a Batgirl other than... Well, the, the animated. Not the animated, but the live action one was... 66? Yeah. Yeah. Was that... Well, not just the movie one. Was it? Tim Burton? That wasn't Batgirl. Oh, yeah, no, Batgirl. wait, that right. Yeah, it was, no, it was, I think uh, it was Schumacher. Bat- Schumacher, okay, thank Schumacher. you. Yeah, the Schumacher yeah. was Batgirl and then Robin. Yeah, Robin, yeah, and then Batgirl. Yeah, yeah but in the Schumacher one, they made her, her Alfred's niece. You think? Rather than Jim's daughter. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I would love to see a more comic book aligned one with, yeah. Yeah, with Batgirl. Yeah, that, that was, Batgirl has always been one of my, my favorites, considering... Like watching the animated series growing up, and then being excited for when Batgirl or just Barbara Gordon. Shows yeah, up, just Barbara. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool, interesting character. But like, how far would they take that character? You're killing joke, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I looked at you, and then and I saw the gears moving. And like, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. If they really want, if they really wanted to, they could do something like No Way Home did. 
mm-hmm. right? How heartbreaking it was to get her uh, Spider-Man spoilers. Uh, Aunt May dies, and Aunt yeah. May is essentially the Uncle Ben. It's the catalyst. So the movies prior was an origin to Spider-Man now. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. So it would have been cool to see, not cool, it would be really depressing, but to see uh, kill, a Killing Joke as her third movie. Yeah, right? that would you know? be... And then the next step is Oracle. Oracle. Yeah. And then that would, like, you could shelve that character and hold her for Justice League exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Which and which is you basically have a job for life because all you do is sit in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much you emote and you know and yeah. you're on the radio for Batman or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so that would have been that would have been a crushing moment because people know it's, it's the same vein of Gwen Stacy's death. Yeah, like people who watched Amazing Spider-Man two and people who know know what happened. It, it's like they did it, like they straight up did it, but in a in a brutal way when it comes to the movie. Yeah, but to see. Uh, you know the knock, and then it's it's a oh. Joker. You already know what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's a man for for those of you who haven't read the Killing Joke, it's probably the Joker story. Like above all other Joker stories, that's probably the one. Yeah, just like uh, the Dark Knight Returns yeah, is or the Joker, the Batman film yeah. is the Batman story. There's no <laughs> like yeah, so it's it's a really really the movie wasn't all that great. Yeah, that was weird. Um, it was weird. It was weird that they decided to make them into a love interest. Yeah, it's like, hey, Jim, I'm a... <laughs> I'm banging your daughter. Yeah, and what's more awkward is we went to Comic-Con, uh, Comic-Con, LA Comic-Con. Yeah. And we went to, like, multiple Batman panels because I just wanted to see uh, the the voice of Batman. Yeah, Kevin Conroy. Uh, Kevin Conroy, sorry. Yeah. Kevin Conroy's character. And I remember him trying to defend that. Yeah. They're trying like, yeah, it makes sense with the character. Like, no, Kevin, yeah. stop. But, but what's also what's also funny is that we saw Tara Strong who voiced uh, Barbara Gordon. She mm. says like, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> <laughs> Tara's been there for like, since she was a kid. Yeah. So yeah, definitely she's rooted with, she knows the, the source material and Kevin yeah. Conroy not too much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, so another thing that fucking came out of the Warner Brothers is that they admitted that the Snyder Cut was a mistake. Yeah. In I, releasing that. I could have told them that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it obviously like throws a massive wrench into into their plans and it adds fuel for the fan hate. Yeah. And now like we're seeing the release the Batgirl, release the, the Ayer Cut, like all these fucking campaigns that people are starting to release uh, versions of movies that never happened but at the same time we got to see what Zack Snyder's vision was supposed to be right and whether you like it or not it was kind of interesting no like a full-on apocalyptic injustice fucking <laughs> yes. super world <laughs> yes no definitely definitely yeah. a director who has as much content or as much love for the for the property as yeah. snyder did yeah definitely he should have it should have been out as soon as the rumbling started it should have been the first thing they did wb yeah. did yeah it's, it's it was interesting like it or not that uh the his vision mm-hmm. right a lot of it was there are narrative beats like superman stuff where it's like oh that's so cool right yeah. some scenes that make sense yeah uh but what wb did went about like it, they first said it didn't exist and now they said it did and then they, they pushed it out because it was getting a lot of eyes on it yeah that's what i have issues about because it just shows a not a incapability to understand the fan base yeah. but also the source material like mm-hmm. what kind of of course they're gonna want it yeah right of course they're gonna they want to see black suit superman yeah but it but they don't trust 
the 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 fans or the source material and that's probably what i'm even more insulted about that they don't trust batman yeah wonder woman these these icons that your mom's mom's mom knows not just icons titans titans exactly (laughs) right they were there in the 40s and 30s with comics right they inspired generations of artists and writers and to say oh they they won't know they won't want the snyder cut a four-hour movie with more of their characters how many times did you see the snyder cut just once twice 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 yeah Yeah, there's some scenes i definitely like uh the one only the one thing the one thing that is in my head that I didn't like was the Superman scene. When Be- he shows up, right? When when he uh, they bring him back. Oh, they bring him back. When they bring him back, I didn't like it because in the original cut. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It had the Superman theme song, but like backwards. So it was like distorted. Yeah, distorted. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and then they changed it up, and I was like, all right. And it was the the Superman theme song from the the nineteen seventies. Uh, Christopher Reeves the trumpets copyright fucking John Williams again yeah um, really yeah I know. that's know right no you're right you're right yeah, Top Star Wars Superman Indiana yeah. Jones yeah I know <laughs> I know <laughs> I don't know. You yeah. go back five seconds, and it sounds like you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you're 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 right, but just I my grapples with Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like we look at the fan reaction in. Uh, I'm thinking notably Sonic. Remember when they first released the teaser? It looked like a rat with a face, right? Remember? Right, with like human teeth. Yeah, and then the 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 fan backlash was so hard <laughs> that Paramount invested more money and completely redid the CGI for Sonic. Right. And it was so much better for it. Yeah, I, well, I could just imagine the human one. Yeah, yeah, so what you say is that with with Warner Brothers that does that they don't trust the fans knowing that the fans I mean like there's obviously going to be a whole bunch of fucking nonsense coming from the fans but like there's still a core fan like a fan base that understands and knows the con- the content probably right. better than, than they do. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So like to say like hey we want to see this film I-, I don't see why why not just give it to them. Right. Yeah, well there's a like, lot of reasons why well, not. I mean yeah, there's legal reasons with like the Batman film or right. the Batgirl film because of like the IRS and all that shit. Right. But I'm saying it's like the air cut why not just release it like in, in uh, an alternative version on HBO or whatever HBO Max turns into? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> whatever <it> spawn <laughs> yeah, is whatever. birthed out. It's fucking chest bursting. <laughs> <laughs> the Discovery <laughs> logo comes up. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It, but yeah, it's uh, like, okay, so when giving, I, I'm, when giving fans things, I, I'm a little on the fence, yeah. right? Because fans are just a rabid group of humans who, <laughs> yeah. who just want one thing and just want another thing and it's stuff like that. Well, you could say it. We're morons. Yeah. yeah your words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, and it's difficult where uh, fans don't really like get the scope of just TV shows and how they're made and stuff like that. Yeah. Having said that, Warner Brothers definitely could look at the response, like you said with Paramount. Yeah. Right, the backlash response. You don't have to do exactly, but just to see why. Mm-hmm. Right. So when Warner Brothers does that, I don't. They always cover their ass or for some reason, and then pretend it doesn't exist. And then now they say it exists, and it it's so mishmashy, hot and cold, and it's annoying. Yeah, I I felt like for the past 
you know, like big major movies. I'm talking Justice League, Batman versus Superman. Excuse me. They've had like screenings, but I guess they're showing it to the wrong people. <laughs> That's right, because they, right? Do, Cause they after, follow exactly. Yeah. After every screening, it's like reported that they're praising standing ovations and shit like that. Then we watch it and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was seeing that you had posted a, a story where like the early test screenings for the Flash film are like they're. They're, they're comparing it to the Dark Knight trilogy, right. which is a pretty fucking <laughs> high standard, you know? <laughs> like, for, for Superman, for superhero films, can, like, can you get higher? No. Like, you have, I, I, on, on Marvel's end, you have Iron Man, Avengers, Infinity right. War, Endgame, yeah. yeah. But, like, for down-to-earth, grounded, realistic superheroes... It's its own thing. It's its own thing. It's its yeah, own thing. it's its yeah. own category. So, like, to hear that the early reports are coming in, who are you showing these films to? To themselves. Exactly. To themselves, apparently, because, uh, like, when it comes to Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad with gun, but Suicide Squad with air, uh, they listened to the test screenings, and then they gave it to a trailer company to edit it up? Well, no, no. Or was that, what was it? The, the, the response was the first trailer that came out uh-huh. was cut to Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. And then the reaction, because it was cut so well, the reaction to that trailer, they were like, let's just give them the film. Right. So they had a completely finished film already. Oh. But because of the reaction to the trailer, uh, Warner Brothers was like, hey, the, the production, the, the post-production house that cut our trailer for us, let's just give them the film. And then they recut the film. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was because they watched it and Guardians came out before. Yeah. And they're like, it's basically Guardians. So yeah. they, okay, I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah. And so why, that that's the line with the fans. Mm-hmm. That you don't want them to, to literally tell you what to do. No. But you want to see the fans as a third party or as, as a uh, conduit mm-hmm. to see. Of course, there will be offliers. There'll be uh, people who are just mad for mad's sake. Or happy for happy sake. Or happy for happy yeah. sake. Exactly. But there is definitely a middle ground to it and when it comes to sonic for example they saw hey let's not put human teeth yeah. in a hedgehog cartoon character where we have you know the tv shows the an- well the animated stuff to get source or basis for yeah yeah it's it's interesting um it just like with the flash it's there obviously it has a shit ton of problems around it, you know just because yeah. of the star ezra uh, Ezra Miller going through losing his fucking mind or whatever, you know, <laughs> right. uh, who where he apparently apologized, so all is forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're showing it to to uh, the, the rest of the Discovery Warner executives, and they're all sucking each other off <laughs> because it's like how good they think. But then when the movie comes out and it's gonna fucking tank, then they're gonna be like, oh. Our 10-year plan we announced last year. Let's just redo it. The third Another one. Another 10-year plan. Another yeah. 10 year, right. <laughs> See, what we try to give you guys what you want, and it failed, so we're not going to give you guys... Like, yeah. it, it, it's so difficult to wrap my head around because WB and, some, and DC have complete access to their catalog. Yeah, like 100%. Unbridled, you know, they can walk into the vault, close their eyes and pick a character. Oh, Booster Gold, let's have a movie for him. Yeah. But for Marvel, they were pigeonholed at the beginning and yeah. they rose up. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, get my head, think of wh- why with WB. I mean, it's just like it's they're hiring the wrong people to write these films. Uh, the executives have too much, are played like they're too heavy handed with them. 
they're fucking <laughs> burning shit down left and right. <laughs> like, why are you burning the water tower down? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like next thing they're gonna do is fucking kill off Roger on uh, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Oh, just on, on a little side note, did you see the um, the trailer for Winnie the Pooh Blood and? No, Honey? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, the thumbnail disturbed me. Is it <sighs> is it a real movie or is yeah, it a fan as movie? As far as I can tell, it's a real movie. It's a real movie. Yeah, it's like low budget. But it's still like going to be released into like theaters and stuff like that okay. to, to some extent. Okay. As far as I can tell, which was interesting, though, is because I remember that the, the those characters going into the public domain. Right. So like this is really the, yeah like uh, a couple of years ago I remember I heard a story about the 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 the, the, the creator like all those characters were going to go into the public domain because it's been ninety years or some shit since since he wrote those books. Right. And then. I started reading a couple of weeks ago about how Mickey Mouse is starting to like that. That time is getting close to where Mickey Mouse is going to go into the public domain, right? And obviously Disney's going to do whatever the fuck they can right. to not let that happen. <laughs> but can you imagine Mickey Mouse goes into public domain, and then the first thing somebody does is a Mickey Mouse slasher film? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking of slasher film. I was thinking of uh, World War Two. Oh, fascist! <laughs> fascist. Uh, you know, Mickey Mouse on a podium screaming how you know th- yeah. they're the next generation of, of race or something yeah. like that. The Disney Plus is the rifle leader in streaming. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it could happen. It's the public domain. It's free. It's it's license free. It could yeah. happen, right? So if you get Winnie the Pooh murder slasher, you get you know. Yeah. Disney, not Disney, no. Mickey Mouse. Fascist. Fascist. Hair Disney. Hair <laughs> Disney. Hair, uh, hair Mickey. Uh, yeah, hair Mickey, right. Hair Mickey. <laughs> the Western forces are just... <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. That's... Well, that's I mean, I, I can't be the only one. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's that. It's that. Or that's too easy of a shot. I mean, that's... I'm that's, saying it's it's either the Disneyfication of the world or the Amazonification of the world. Mm. We're all going to be Disney citizens or Prime citizens, right? So either way, going to be either way. <laughs> our tanks are going to be branded with like Disney logo yeah. and like Tank Plus or something. Like that. <laughs> That's going to be the big war: <laughs> Disney versus Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> the Amazon tanks are just falling apart because they're just off-brand. Made in China. Made in China. Off-brand ones. You know, the yeah. Disney Plus helicopters keep freezing up. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Um, another uh, video game. That's being adapted uh, this time for Netflix is Bioshock. Bioshock, yeah. Wow. So, where are you with the Bioshock franchise? Pretty much all of them. All of them? Yeah. Three? Of them. Right? Yeah. There's three of them. Right? Yeah, three. And maybe like one spinoff or something. No, just three. Just three. Yeah. I feel like there was like three of them that were main, like main canon, and then like one that was Infinite. Is you're thinking about? Probably. Bioshock Infinite. Probably. Yeah, that's that's within the canon too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. It's interesting to see how they're going to do this because, as we all know, Bioshock is like basically takes place underwater. Yeah. So, and then we saw the Justice League with the bubble <laughs> and all that shit. And then the, the Snyderverse where they don't have a bubble. And then now we're seeing Black um, Black Panther with Namor where it looks like they don't have to make an air bubble. Under the water <laughs> to a lot of water. Under the water, yeah, to speak. So I feel like, are they going to go like with the Joss Whedon bubble to speak under underground? Right. Or is it going to be mute? 
It's, uh, and texts are just going to come up. It's just going to be text. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably that. Probably yeah, that. Probably <laughs> that the majority of it is underwater, but yeah. it's also within a, a city. Yeah. So it's, it's but, like, a, like a metropolis underwater. Right? Yeah, yeah, metropolis over water and underwater and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah so it's, uh, yeah, they're probably just going to have text. <laughs> text. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting for horror because it has a lot of horror elements within yeah. it. Yeah. A yeah. lot of mutants and stuff like that. That's true. Yeah, it's just like I would have never guessed that Bioshock would have made been made, adapted just because like mm-hmm. the the I don't say the scope of it because it's not really like that big of a game. It's all condensed within itself, but just like yeah. everything that's that has that game, like Big Daddy, this giant fucking dude with a saw for a hand <laughs> for like a screw with a hand, yeah. right? And then the little girl. Yeah. Like like okay, yeah, that those are all pretty interesting characters for you to adapt, but like how are they going to function? Yeah, it's that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah. Because the big daddy and the little sister, they were there and they did contribute to the narrative to some extent. Yeah. But the majority of the game was just you exploring. Yeah. Right. So to adapt that to a TV show, I think, or was it a movie or Netflix? A TV show. Oh, yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix TV show. It's... Uh, it's gonna be really difficult, and I feel like they're gonna fail. <laughs> Just, yeah, I mean, I don't say that a lot because we don't we haven't seen it no. first of all. But given how it is and how the games are, it's 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 gonna be a difficult sell. Did you read the Umbrella Academy? Oh no, I didn't. You didn't read it? No, I didn't read it. But I I know that the the direction they took with the TV show is it's a contrast to what happened in the comic books. I read... How many books are there of the Umbrella Academy? Are there two or three? I want to say five. Five? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's... Uh, yeah, it's a pretty... Not a long, long line, yeah. but it's a pretty beefy line. I'm thinking... Am I, I'm thinking... I, I might have read them in like... Um, like in a condensed in the, kind no, of... No, 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 no. Like, you know how like when they have like a whole story arc and then they put it in one book? Right. Yeah. The yeah. like the... What is it called? An encyclopedia. No. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. They do about. like anniversaries. Like anniversaries and stuff yeah, like that. with comic books. Like anthology. Anthologies. Right. There you go. I read them and I think I, they were split into two. So I might have read... I know I read the whole the whole thing already. But it might have been split into two books. Um, but for me, I started seeing the first episode, and this is like this is basically cut for cut from the from the from the from the comic. I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't need to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm thinking. Is like since Bioshock is like seventy five percent of you exploring. Maybe take some liberties, you know. Don't have it be where you need to explore around all that time. Have fight more monsters and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's right. I didn't think about that because mm-hmm. if Bioshock doesn't really have a, a concrete canon or lore or kind of you know narrative beats, yeah. then yeah, they can take liberties. It's yeah. kind of like Sonic. <laughs> exactly. They, they, they can take narrative liberties and introduce maybe the big sister or something like that or another version of a big daddy. Yeah, or things like that. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's a, a franchise where as long as like the basic elements are there, you don't have to worry about following the story, you know, beat for beat right. from the video games. Right, but it is a Netflix show. So it's, oh, not in terms of narrative, but the set design. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be that great. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because at least for Umbrella Academy, there's that familial brotherly sisterly love. Yeah. Right? There's that kind of the character. All of the characters are really good in portraying who they are. Yeah. But for a Bioshock, it's mainly a solo protagonist and he doesn't really talk to anyone other than another person. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to build 
that you can make new characters, but then again, creative liberties kind of there's a border to it, there's a limit to it where it, it buries the content material or I feel like material. You would have to modify it a bit and make it more akin of like Resident Evil, where mm. there's two characters and they can bounce off each other. Mm. And instead of in like Bioshock, there's just that one, right? Yeah. Like you said, you're just basically talking to yourself the whole fucking TV show. Right. But like add introduce another character. It doesn't have to be there from the start. You could introduce him episode episode two, episode three. But something for where the main protagonist has another protagonist to be able to bounce off. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe that could be the twist at the end that the, the person you're bouncing off. Like becomes, it's yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's someone else. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. No, I'm sticking with Netflix. Are you... How many streaming services do you subscribe to? Oh, right now. Like subscribe, not that somebody gave you their password. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, just HBO, this, just HBO Max and Disney Plus. Disney Plus. You don't have Netflix. Yeah, I, I'm. You you're know, done with Netflix. I'm, I'm uh, someone else. Someone else. This is Netflix. You're, so you're pirating. Like, well, is it pirating if I'm just signing onto their account? <laughs> yo ho, yo ho. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um. So Netflix is, has been. I think for a while now they've been they've been talking about the idea about introducing a ads version, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like especially because of what happened earlier in the year, the massive stock loss that Netflix has, right. I feel like they have no um, no recourse yeah. left but to introduce a an ad ver- an ad supported version. They say it's going to be a lot cheaper. Yeah, I mean, so it's it, like eight dollars. Yeah, think. eight or nine bucks, something like that. What Netflix was at the beginning? <laughs> what? Yeah, Netflix was seven bucks, right? At the <laughs> yeah, beginning. Wow. now it's, it's like right? what fifteen bucks? Fifteen. Well, I think I paid ten bucks. Ten bucks. Oh, because yeah. yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I don't. I I just I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just leaves and comes yeah. and goes. Yeah. yeah. Occasionally, I'll get the the hey your credit cards update your credit card info because your old one um, expired. <laughs> <laughs> but um do you have any interest on in coming back to netflix like paying for it not really no not really there's some shows i do like you know well i wanted to watch uh gosh on the top of my head i don't i don't yeah. know well yeah, I, I remember you were waxing poetically about how much you like alter carbon oh alter carbon oh yeah a lot of the sci-fi shows yeah a lot of but i so i, I would like to rewatch it but it's it's so much content and there's so much and i don't i lose track of time yeah looking for something to watch yeah like i i mainly stick to netflix for like docuseries documentaries mm-hmm. and stuff mm. like that right now i just fish fin uh wrapped one up about um psychedelics oh which is really interesting um it's funny because it, it basically made me think that if you're against psychedelics you're racist <laughs> <laughs> we could we could expand on that at a later date but um Remember when we were in college at PCC and we were taking the, was it the encoding class with Kelly? Mm. And he was talking about how, like, realistically, you should have your, your subscription price as low as possible. Right. So that you have, uh, you get a, a greater chance to have a, an even wider audience. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, how come you're charging, you know, 10 bucks and you're getting, you know, f- 200 million subscribers a month 10 bucks 200 million that's two billion dollars right okay yeah that's great a month but if you said five dollars and then you had 400 million or something you know you basically could do the same thing have come up with the same amount but have a lot more people seeing your stuff right yeah it's that's that just makes sense yeah right especially when it comes to the 
uh, entrance fee when it comes to this content. You're opening the doors hours upon hours of things to watch and things to experience. But then again, with Netflix, it depends on what's there to watch. That's true. Yeah, when it comes to all of these, even Disney Plus, Paramount, and Peacock, they all have these shows that they're touting because their catalog is not as as massive as Netflix's licensing. Yeah, plus they also have like the big name. Right. Which is very important. Right. You know, Netflix used to have all these big name shows, but slowly as uh, the other production companies have launched their streaming services, they've been pulling back. Yeah, so something had to give, right? So when we first covered Netflix was around, what, four years ago, five years ago when they started buying everyone up. I remember the last time we talked about it uh, that comes on top of my head was when they were buying anime companies. Yeah. So they're making headways within the animation and the animation but, yeah. community. But they also, at this year, just completely shut down their animation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the buying spree of the streaming war is over now. Yeah. Now it's to see as much content as you can and how much longevity you can now. Yeah. So, but Netflix, they're, they're just, it feels like they're panicking. Like they don't know what to do anymore because they've been such ahead of the pack is that, oh, we'll crack down on password sharing. Oh, we'll up the price on that. We'll add ads. Yeah. So, the, but other the other companies, they did that at the beginning. Well, yeah. The, right. Like Netflix was so ahead of its time. Yeah. It didn't have, it didn't have time to uh, look back at its hiccups. You know, like every other company that was started uh, after Netflix became the, ju- the juggernaut in the streaming services, they were like, oh, we see where Netflix is misstepping. Let's not do that. And yeah. then by the time now where everyone else has caught up to Netflix, Netflix doesn't know where the fuck to go. Yeah. So now price hike, even ads for Netflix is just, you know, unspeakable. Yeah. Yeah. As much as you'd want to say, hey, you get all your episodes on the same day, but you have to listen to 30 minutes of ads. Fuck in between. that. So it it, fur- it just further alienates the I guess the fan base or the community of Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I could see it where there's like you know institutions or organizations where you have like a mass audience, mm-hmm. like say like a school or something. Right. Maybe this would encourage them to like tap into a, an education or or like more of an education focused. Uh, Productions, mm-hmm. and then have like a student or a, a school, you know, aspect to it where you, like you could sign on, you have the ads, but it still get avail the all the content availability. Right, you could watch, put it in front of like forty people and watch. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Freaking Hulu had that. Yeah, Hulu had I think a deal where if you were a student, you would have a like a fifty percent discount, and you'd get. I think ESPN and Spotify for free. Yeah. So you can have that something like something to have some outreach. Yeah. But now it just feels like they're just panicking and the content is not matching the price value of it. No. I I want to watch Welcome. I want to watch Resident Evil on Netflix, but I have lower decks on Paramount and stuff like that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I get to see what you're going like the. The carrot that the Netflix was dangling has slowly be- gotten smaller and smaller, to where the point where now where it's like everybody else's carrot is so huge. Yeah. Netflix is over here fucking with the pea shooter, being like, "Hey, we still have stuff," <laughs> but everybody's like, "Fuck you! I want to watch Mandalorian. Or yeah. I want to watch Lower Decks. I want to watch 
stuff that you don't have yeah, or you no longer have. De- you know? Freaking Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, like exactly. Just, just Harley Quinn itself. And I look at Netflix's catalog. Yeah. Like I laugh because <laughs> Harley, it's so much. There's so much content value when it comes to, especially when the HBO is so ingrained within the industry yeah. that they have the context and the production value to make these shows. Netflix licensing mm-hmm. and maybe some stuff that they produce, but when they produce something, it seems like they cancel the first season right away. Yeah, they don't give it a chance. Yeah, they don't have the foothold as these other big brand names: Disney, Paramount, HBO, WB. Right, they Netflix doesn't really have that pedigree as much. So, do you think this is the end or the beginning of the end for Netflix? Not at all. No, no not, not at all. It's or is it's, it just gonna fade and? It's gonna of, slowly like, bleed. Like Unless... Fubo TV or Sling <laughs> <laughs> or some shit. You know, <laughs> <Slate>. <laughs> is it gonna right. become one of those? Maybe not to that steep decline of that, <laughs> but it's gonna slowly bleed off. But unless they have some sort of course correction, because mm-hmm. putting the pressure on the fan and the the community, it makes sense for their point of view because they're losing overhead. So they yeah. have something has to give. Yeah. But if they if they keep doing that, they're just going to alienate more people. And so, for example, I say, hey, you want to subscribe to Netflix for fifteen bucks, or do you want to go to HBO Max for eight dollars? Yeah. So like, it it just makes sense even for the person who's not into the whole you know entertainment talk or is not really ingrained within that kind of industry it just makes mathematical sense yeah to go for the competitor than netflix yeah it is it's a weird um it's a weird times like ever considering you know even five years ago thinking that one day netflix was not going to be the netflix that yeah. we knew yeah <laughs> you know it's, it's just strange but like the writing was on the wall it yeah. was it was only a matter of time until like the big production companies got hip to it, and then you know we saw the real big the big the first one was CBS All Access right mm, I C- remember that yeah CBS All Access and even though they rolled it out and only had like two shows uh, <laughs> they they still you know they stuck in and then now they're producing more and more like CBS All Access oh, I don't even think it's called CBS All Access anymore right yeah it's called something else uh, wasn't it Paramount Plus no that's was wrong. It paramount or did it become peacock and i think it became peacock i'm not entirely sure but yeah. it, they they rebranded most, yeah. most of them rebranded yeah right yeah yeah it's, and it's wild though because like i've been to uh the, i've had the opportunity to see netflix on different co- countries mm. and they have vastly different um libraries mm-hmm. because of uh licensing yeah. agreements so yeah. like in, in the united states you think because this is like the the hub of the world of production, they would have access to a lot more stuff. But no, that's quite the contrary. <laughs> yeah, you're right, and especially when it comes to the other companies, there's a consistency to that. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'm not entirely sure, but I'm, I'm thinking Paramount Plus here and Paramount in the film it's will have basically the same catalog. Yeah. Netflix, like you said, licensing it's 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 its, its own thing. Yeah, oh. yeah, strange. Yeah. I saw like the whole season of uh, season eight of Archer in Mexico because like fuck yeah I'm gonna watch this, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah it's, it's just strange it's weird and especially considering that like hasn't Netflix been in like billions of dollars of debt for like forty five years already <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much and you can tell you can, you, can, you can tell with all the cuts and all that stuff that they're uh, they're hemorrhaging yeah it's it's uh is it sad times. Nah. Not really? Not really. All I mean, the it, it, endless it, hours of joy that Netflix gave you. 
just to spit on its grave. <laughs> like right now, all I do is literally have it in the background playing Kim's Convenience. Yeah. And I just, yeah. And then when I want to look for a show, I go to HBO Max or Disney Plus. That's interesting. Yeah. Like my go-to right now is Hulu. Mm, just because okay. like there's more, um, you know, like contemporary uh, TV shows and stuff like that. Like uh, we, we, we started watching X-Files again. <laughs> <laughs> But like Bob's Burgers and stuff like that, Futurama's on it. Yeah, it's oh yeah. Come so so yeah. it's a lot more background friendly, bingeable shows. Yeah. Like Netflix, it, like you have to invest the time and sit there and watch the season, and then by the end of the season, you're like, this wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> For the majority of the shows, unfortunately, you know. Right. Yeah. But with Hulu, you could just go like, oh, the, the good old faithful. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean. I, I, I think this might be the beginning of the end for Netflix, unless yeah. they dramatically change their, their, what they do. You know, like yeah. I would say, like maybe try to dip into sports, save yourself like that. You know, it, focus more on children content. That could be a, a, a way for you to do that. But your current model isn't working anymore. Yeah. You know, it wasn't working for five years, but now it's, it's, um, it's come to bite you in your ass. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, they're still trying to buy properties too, thinking that, oh, it's, it's, if we have more, it's going to work. And um, in this case, less, less, more is, more is less. Less is more. I mean, like, it could also be like, why not just be the comedy one? You know, mm. they, they, for the longest time, they were giving uh, basically every, any and every comedian a comedy special. That's right. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, they're, every hour it's always something. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe focus on that. Mm, you know, there's that doing that brings its own issues, but like anything you could do to survive. Yeah, it's that or the indie scene. Yeah. Like Netflix has a gives a lot of opportunity for up and coming filmmakers, and then you, for those who can't get into you know Paramount or you know the Disney platform, they can definitely make it for Netflix because they they want content. Yeah. I mean, like, I've, I've, I, when was the last time you just started scrolling Netflix, like all content, like not at all. Yeah, I remember one time doing it and then st- started seeing shit from like Bollywood. Oh wow! <laughs> like what? The, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but yeah, like that's again, it's a perfect avenue for you know foreign films, indie stuff, yeah. low budget stuff. Yeah. As an as, as an avenue, but I don't feel like Netflix sees itself like that. They yeah. want to see themselves as a contender, and you know, you had your time. <laughs> you, know, you were the champ for the longest, undefeated. But it's, you know, you right. get old, you start getting rusty, you get right. a couple concussions. And, uh, <laughs> that's it for you, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's time to just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Duh. We. Duh, 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 duh. That's Superman. That is Superman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So Star Wars. There's been quite a little bit of news about Star Wars coming out. Uh, the last, the, the big one being Andor. We didn't get a chance to talk about the, the initial trailer release that came out a couple of weeks ago. But what do you remember from it? Because <laughs> it's, it's last time I saw it was I think at around celebration time. Yeah. And uh, I, I, from what impression I had, I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. It's of course it's a character that you don't really like. Why, mm-hmm. kind of thing, especially if you don't really uh, care much for Rogue One, but the world building is what fascinates me the most. Yeah, me to too. It. I'm yeah. right there with you. Just expanding the universe, like we've seen in uh, 
Mandalorian, we've seen in uh, last, uh, not last year. I, uh, <laughs> How dare you? I know. I, I have it in my mind because there's a there's a Ryan Johnson story, but uh, Obi Wan, right? Where they travel to different planets. We've seen different planets in different time zones, to time zones, different time sense. frames, and stuff like that. So yeah, the the world building is is what's what's fascinating. Yeah, not so much that uh, that character. Yeah, yeah. It, you know. It's the same with the Mandalorian, grand, mm-hmm. minus the whole he kind of it's Boba Fett, yeah. you know. Stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's the world building and the feel of it is yeah. what I've got the most. The feel didn't feel as happy go lucky, no. uh, as it did. Right, it's very foreboding. Like it, the whole trailer, if I remember, there's bells ringing and it's mm-hmm. a very haunting kind of trailer. They go to Coruscant, you see Mon Mothma, you see what looks like rebels, and it it doesn't feel like a star wars movie and that's a good thing that yeah it's like even even um mandalorian mm. like at times it didn't really feel like a star wars property you know it felt like a western or felt like something something else and i feel like i'm right there with you it does doesn't really feel like star wars it feels more of like um have you ever seen the movie The Dirty Dozen? Oh, yes. So it feels like that. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> if, a great comparison. Yeah, it feels like that. It just so happens to be taking place in Star Wars times. Right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it, it's just... The tra- maybe it's how the trailer was cut. But the, just the feel of everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially when it comes to them with the weapons. I remember there's a, a weapon that looked like an AK. And the AK is one of my favorite weapon platforms. Communist. <laughs> I'm looking for you, waiting for it. <laughs> and uh, more historically, the, yeah. the background behind it. Yeah, and the it's eight... probably the most iconic weapon of all time. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's mostly famous used in in face of oppression. Yeah. Right? Oppression or some sort of invading force. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, again, it's cheap to make. You can put cheap, in the dirt basically for like 10 indestructible. years. Right, and it, it comes yeah. up fine. And to see a, a blaster that resembles that and just the the attention to detail and yeah. i'm assuming someone didn't like hey that looks like a cool blaster let's make it into a blaster i'm hoping there's some sort of reason behind it so the whole idea of that of having the more attention to detail of it makes me excited for see what else has more attention to detail yeah there's definitely like some iconography in that trailer that resonates to you know people's plight today you know like the like you said the ak is, is synonymous with the rebellion uprising you know, pirates and stuff like that. People mm-hmm. who have 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 had some struggle, right? And uh, I, do I do I remember like that that the, the Kalichnikov was like the liberator or something like that? Like it has like like that like not in the essence of like freedom USA USA. <laughs> right, no, like, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but like it had like that connotation of like guerrilla warfare and like stuff like people fighting for for it, what essentially they would consider liberty. You know, right, I yeah, might just yeah. be making shit up. But. It, it sounds vaguely familiar. I think the maker wanted it to be the, I mean, a pe- Yeah, right. Yeah. The, 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 it was supposed to be a gun that was supposed to be a peacekeeping kind of weapon. Yeah, but it, but you know, Soviet Union and <laughs> stuff like that. You know, twisted it and it became one of the most uh, not icon iconic, but the most available weapon, weapon especially yeah. in countries with you know low income and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, no, definitely. I think that that's what it was. It was supposed to be a weapon to stop wars or affordable or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. So yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. And this movie, like we, I mean, this TV show, we know where these characters end up, especially Cassian Andor. Yeah. We know how his storyline ends. Um, 
So seeing how he was painting the picture on Rogue One about having to do some like terrible fucked up shit in, in the name of rebellion, in the name of freedom. Right. I mean, who wouldn't resonate with that? Yeah. So, I mean, when does when does Android start? I, I, think, I think it starts this month, right? I think September? this month, yeah, end of September. Towards, towards the, the end? end? Yeah, towards okay. the end of September. But yeah, no, definitely. I'm so sad I slept on Andor because <laughs> I just watched Rogue One once. I was like, oh, this is all right. I should. I was a different mindset back then. Yeah. But just the the character and the charisma he brings forward in the trailer, at least. Yeah. Do you think we're gonna see more of uh, what's the fuck that is name? Bads Bads Minkelson's character. Oh, Mads. Mads oh, Minkelson. Well, that would be incredible. Yeah, because like it, I mean, it should fall in around the same timeline. You know, like one is being. First, still working for the Empire. Then he goes into exile. Yeah, and so he gets captured. He gets captured yeah. again. So, like, I feel like the the timelines are still like in within a couple of years of each other. So there might be some interconnect interconnectivity with that. Yeah, um, and it seems like the narrative is something that we don't see a lot is the perspectives of both. Yeah, and we see Mon Mothma in Coruscant, which is the heart of the Empire. Yeah, so it, it makes sense to see uh, Mads to some extent or Krennic. Uh, I don't remember his character's his real name. But yeah, yeah. Director Krennic or some sort of the hierarchy of the Imperial Senate yeah. or something like that in there because it's just Den of Wolves. Yeah, exactly. And stuff. So it is... And it, speaking of Wolves, it does feel like it's a very suspenseful kind of TV show. Like yeah. spy kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's it's the perfect setting for an alternative Star Wars story. Yeah. Like we had the... Um, Visions, mm-hmm. like, uh, did you finish watching Visions or no? No, no. <laughs> they're all five minutes, right? Yeah, they're all like fifteen minutes. Come on, dude. <laughs> so, like, in one of the Visions uh, TV sh- uh, shows, the Vision, one of the the episodes. That's what I meant to say. It's like, um, I guess it's a Sith that's hunting other Siths. I don't oh, know if you remember the, the Ronin. Yeah, the Ronin. That was like the first episode or yeah, something like I think that. so, right? Yeah. The, the Ronin episode. Yeah. So you have something that it's like this very iconic fucking basically permeates into every culture that's possibly ever existed. You know, the samurai, the Ronin. The, right. And then you bring it to Star Wars. That's something that fits perfectly, right? And then yeah. you have Andor, which is rebellion, which is like like brutal and horrific and terrible which fits perfectly into the narrative yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely it does seem like they are taking inspirations from events mm-hmm. right it's like you said with the the ronian it's star wars but it's also steeped in the japanese culture yeah when it comes to like samurais and you know defending one's self yeah against the incredible oppressive odds so when it comes to uh, andor yeah it does have that feel of guerrilla warfare mm. kind of rebellion or that it's not as overpowered as we see them in the movies yeah. because we don't see the plight no. really for the rebellion we see them running away sure but we don't see the gritty bare bones who had to get executed <laughs> to be able for the rebellion to live yeah you know, sort of thing so to see that there and with andor and also the kind of maybe transition between clone troopers and stormtroopers because yeah. i think i remember seeing a scene with clone troopers so like that transition from liberators to fascists, dictators, oppressors, it's gonna yeah. see like the the change and shift. Yeah, I'm wondering, is this gonna be like just another one off, 
or <laughs> we keep saying that so many times with well, Loki we thought it was going to be one off and yeah. granted they did they did say it was, it was a one off and then yeah. there's a second there's one there's a second one and then Obi-Wan we said it was going to be one off they Fat, said it was going to be one off they said it was going to be one off there, there's, there's a talks talks about a second yeah, yeah. so honestly it, if it, it really depends on how it does <laughs> it really depends on how it does if it's popular and it probably will be yeah it's going to have a season yeah, but I'm just thinking it's like it, it's a rebellion. We know how he <laughs> dies. How many seasons are you gonna try to squeeze into like that year? Year, or that, that, time year that. <laughs> yeah. it's like five years, right, or some sort of no? Because like Rogue One was uh, like almost directly before before New Hope. New Hope, right? It was basically like here's the thing, and then cuts to Obi Hope me Obi Wan Kenobi or Mario Hope. And then um. Uh, so Andor, I don't think they Andor's have they been, said like the the time frame I, is it? I think it's five years or before something. Rogue One. Yeah, before Rogue One. Yeah, like, okay. like you said, he's on that beach, <laughs> so we, we we all know where he is. Yeah, so there's a again, yeah, that is a weird. That's really calling it short. It's or short. not short, but you know, like uh, it's not a lot of time. Yeah, there isn't a lot of yeah. like play unless they spin off. That's to, true to another character. I would like to see more of um, fucking what was uh, Fel- Felicia? No, Felicia Day. No, what the fuck was her name? Yeah, Jen Erso. Jen Erso. Yeah, I would like to see more of her character. Yeah, because she did work with uh, the with. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness, I'm forgetting his name. The one with the he's asthmatic. Yeah, Saw. Saw Guerrero. Yeah, right. She worked. With, there was a time where she worked with Saw Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Right. So we that definitely could be something where they spin off to her. Yeah. With the, her time with Saw. Yeah, and but there was also like the the. The, like the the character that they build, how it started, that she was basically like a, a scavenger or you know like a, somebody on the run and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. so she had gotten into trouble in different planets or stuff like different systems, and now eventually she got captured by the Empire, rescued by the Rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> like didn't they also wanted her because she worked with Saul? They wanted yeah. Saul. Well, Saul was uh, the extremist group. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be that they had the Rebellion proper. Uh-huh. But there's this, you know, the extremists will bomb schools yeah. full of Imperials if we have to kind of deal. Yeah. So they, they, there's a dynamic there. I mean, like the brand, the colors of extremism yeah. right, in the name of rebellion and freedom. Yeah. Um, so so shifting a little bit, still in Star Wars, but shifting just a little bit to something that didn't really work, which was uh, Ruin Johnson. Ruin Johnson. Why Johnson? That motherfucker. <laughs> See, like, I, I feel bad because, like, he's a good filmmaker. Yeah, I, I feel, yeah. But just you had to put your stink on Star Wars and ruin the fucking everything. Uh, but yeah, so he, at the end of, um, not even right towards the, even before they started filming uh, The Last Jedi, they were like, Kathleen Kennedy was like, yeah, we're going to give him a trilogy. Right. like We're, we're giving not... everybody a trilogy. you, PA, want a trilogy? Exactly. Star Wars trilogy. And then like the fallout came out and you know the the mumblings of of Ruin Johnson's trilogy kind of started turning to whispers and hush hush and then nobody really wanted to talk about it anymore but apparently he's saying it's still going to happen yeah why um i'm optimistic really i know that's very controversial yeah but you you're right Ryan Johnson right. is a good filmmaker yeah. a lot of his properties are are pretty well done looper knives out looper not definitely knives out right yeah. so but 
they give him a property in the middle, he's obviously going to chase other storylines mm-hmm. given his, his reputation. So he was not the best to do the middle story of Star Wars. No. But if you give him something from the beginning and allow him to develop the characters on his own, then it could be something way better. Yeah, which that would be like the the, the silver lining of it yeah. all. Because he, since he does have control of a trilogy, maybe not directing, but like for sure, for sure, exec producing or producing. Mm. So he does have like a, a pretty big heavy hand on what the, the character development and all that stuff. So, yeah, that would be the only silver lining. Because like, like, like we said, Looper, fantastic. Yeah. Knives Out, I haven't seen it, but by all its sense of purposes, it's amazing. Yeah. Even then, the second one just come out or something? Yeah, or is I, it about I, to it's come in out? development. Yeah. yeah. Or they announced it or something. Yeah, like, something yeah. Like, some shit like that. Um, so, yeah, he is a really good, really talented uh, filmmaker. Unfortunately, he just put his stink all over something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm still like, yeah, man, fuck you, but uh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> All the, give credit, credit's due. Exactly. Yeah. So when if he does his own story with Star Wars and not that's in the middle of someone else's narrative, <laughs> yeah. then yeah, definitely he can make uh, his own path. Like yeah. who, who knows? Maybe we'll see a Jedi that are on other pl- another perspective, right? Another mm-hmm. family or another generation of Jedi or something yeah. because that seems like that's what he did for Last of Jedi oh, Last of Jedi The yeah, Last right? Jedi The Last Jedi he was peddling yeah, the he, broom boy yeah he fucking laid the foundation for his trilogy in the middle in, in the, the middle of another trilogy God, in the middle of a saga <laughs> are, are the Russos in charge of a Star Wars project I do I remember right? yeah or was that Feige I think it was Feige right Feige? No. yeah Feige might be no Favreau Favreau? No, Favreau is already no, doing Mandalorian. Already, yeah, I think it was Kevin Feige was the, was in talks with Star Wars to produce. Produ- I don't just in talks or I, something. Like Kevin Feige, we know him as executive producer at Marvel. Yeah, but has he directed? No, I don't think so. Right, like I know he was a writer. Right. I just don't know if he. Do you like, think directed? He's going to direct a Star Wars. I don't though. Probably please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Like if you want to produce it, I'm all for it. You right, know, you're fucking you're ticket. <laughs> I was gonna say you're firing on all cylinders on uh, over on Marvel, but I was like, hey, a couple movies. You know? <laughs> yeah, Star Wars is definitely its own beast. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's its own thing, and yeah. I feel like if he's gonna be brought in, he's gonna have to bow to Kathleen Kennedy, mm-hmm. and we know she's a fucking mess. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should just stick with Marvel and not ruin his reputation. Anymore. Yeah, you I know? know Patty Jenkins is. Yeah, Patty working, Jenkins. She's doing the Rogue One, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Squadron yeah. so, which she's. Wait, is that cool. still happening? I uh, thought it's they, been shelved. Yeah, that's right. Around. Yeah, I thought they had they had like shelved it. Yeah, but yeah, interesting. See, but like Patty Jenkins is a really good director. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, the first move, first movie's good. Yeah, the second Monster? one, it feels like she doesn't know what well, to you're do. Well, you're talking about Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman no, I'm yeah. talking about like a career thing. Oh, career. Oh, then definitely. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the only <laughs> thing I could see from another property. Yeah. Know, from like DC and so Marvel and, and Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, so when it comes to uh, that, and um, I think her her family was in the Air Force as well, so she has that that experience. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, there's, there's, there's another thing like, like with Warner Brothers that they... They laid out a plan, what, uh, two years ago? Mm. And then by a year and a half later, they just completely blew it up. <laughs> right. Right? So, I mean, like, look, Star Wars is always going to have a special place in my heart. I just feel like from here on out, 
I don't see myself with the the same anticipation as like the when I did with the the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Even though I'm fucking blowing Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still within yeah that saga, right? Yeah. It's characters that we know. So starting off a new trilogy yeah, yeah. is gonna be a little yeah unless little unless if they touch on stuff like from the video games like um mm-hmm. like the old republic old republic yeah. rogue squadron was one fucking mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah but if it's gonna be like its own brand new thing with a new fucking old Luke and a new right it's just uh, I can't so what well, would something tell you over if they have some sort of can- continuity to it. So, for example, it's, say, 50 years. Yeah. 50 years into the future. And there is a Jedi Academy named after Luke. The Luke uh, Academy? This, yeah, like the Skywalker Academy. Skywalker Academy. <laughs> or something. I, that's not really good. <laughs> like the Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. But, yeah, no, some sort of, like, or even a form, like uh-huh. Form 8, the Skywalker, or something, uh, something yeah. to show that these characters existed and that they're within the new trilogy. Would yeah. that be something that would ease the transition? Um, or yeah. what could ease the transition? See, like, hmm. see, I would have to think about that just because, like, the the way the Skywalker saga ended was just so so much of a clusterfuck. Mm. And then the like the introduction of Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian, it kind of feels like it's I don't want to say shoehorned in there, but it kind of hinges a lot on like people being like, oh shit, it's Luke, right? You know, rather the than just being, yeah, it. rather just being another character. Mm-hmm. So. If they, they make like a, oh the 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 Skywalker Padawan Academy or some shit like yeah, yeah like that'd the be descendants a, of that academy or some sort of yeah it would be a nice nod mm-hmm. but you're basically trying to start the magic from scratch mm-hmm. so for me it's just gonna be like I'll watch it I just won't don't see myself like you know going Friday opening night and like see it. so so how would you be in that mindset. Going there Friday night. Fuck, see, that's the thing. I don't know if... Yeah, it's difficult. It's like, I don't know... Because, like, for me, Star Wars has always been, one way or another, tied with the the Skywalker saga. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all we've ever known of Star Wars up until recently. Yeah. So, to say, like, hey, we're going to do a whole completely new, uh, you know, Star Wars franchise that has absolutely nothing to do with the Skywalker saga. It's like, all right, you know, I'm for it. All right, right on. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. it's good. Hopefully it, it makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. Which it probably will, even though it <laughs> probably wouldn't be good. Uh, but it's just like, it's, I, I'm seeing it as like, it's no longer for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. So it has nothing to do with the content no. or the, the characters. It's just that. Yeah, it's like your time. My, my it's time, your time is coming. <laughs> it's your time. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it's a depressing sentiment. And it's 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 fair. Yeah. It's fair. Like, this is gonna be for your I don't know your kids. Would you Would you be as excited? Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm asking the wrong guy. Like I'm talking to uh, somebody. Like, who, Star lights it like Star Wars. I'm in. Uh, but I'm I'm an outlier. I feel. Yeah. Right. When it comes to Star Wars, if they do have those same narrative beats. Then then why why not? But yeah, no, you're right. There will be a little bittersweet bit ripping of the bandaid when you're watching it, and it's not uh, Luke Skywalker or someone who is adjacent to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, it's um. But but, but then again, it's like if you're gonna have like the focus be another Jedi, mm-hmm. how are you not gonna compare it to Luke Skywalker? Yeah, 
Are you not going to compare it to Anakin? Yeah. Are you not going to compare it to Rey? Yeah. It's, I, when it comes to these legacy movies, I, I try to think of like Top Gun Maverick or Creed. Yeah. Or no, Rocky's probably the same as Creed. <laughs> but yeah, Creed or even to some extent Prey. Yeah. Right? It's, it's a passing of the torch, so to speak, when yeah. it comes to these characters. And the only way I'm trying to bridge is that you have to make show that they existed and then have that passing of torch or have a character appear and help pass that torch to ease old fans like us yeah. <laughs> into the new generation but how would they baby yoda. do that baby yoda. <laughs> 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 like chewbacca's like yo what up yeah something like that yeah it's gonna be difficult yeah it's um it's strange it's like like we've never um lived in a world without star wars and to think that the star wars we know is dead and gone and yeah. now, like, whatever comes next after Star Wars, it's going to be Star Wars in name only. Yeah. So, it's the same with the Marvel stuff, 10 years after. Yeah. Right? 10 years, the heroes that we see now. But I feel like with, with Marvel, like, even though, yeah, there's going to be, like, this whole shift in characters and people and stuff like that. But, like, in the comics, they do that shit all the time. Yeah. So we're already kind of, like, preconditioned to it. That's fair. For these types of films. But, like, for something that has been a constant for... You know what, 70s, 80s, 90s, for 40, 40 years? 50 years at this yeah, point? 40, now? 50. Yeah. And then, like, so yeah, so it's just like, it's great. It's it's out there. Star Wars, Star Wars is going to live forever. The name is carrying on, but it's only the name. Yeah. Like, you, there's so many, like, you could still have, like, is the Millennium Falcon going to be around? It's going to be a new one. It's going to be a new it's one. It's going to be a new lightsaber. Or it's going to be a new. Or even an empire. A new empire. It has to be at Star Wars. So yeah. It well, be. it's like, yeah, there's the basic elements, but what right. I'm talking about is like. But they're not going to look like what we. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just. It's unfortunately, like, like, that's the way I'm coming at it. Yeah. And it's, well, it's that, and that's just how it has to be. Yeah. I and mean, for progress to go forward, you effectively have to. Kill the past. Kill, kill the past. Bury it if you have to. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Yeah. Bury the past. Kill it if you have to. Bury it. It's awesome. Bury it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole um <laughs> so let's wrap this up with just a couple more because it's starting to get hot in here yeah yeah i had i had the ac on in in the office where we're recording for like an hour maybe close to two hours just mm -hmm. so, so that the room stays nice and cool but now starting to oof. yeah so uh is there anything you want to specifically want to focus on towards the end oh we, we got everything pretty, pretty much covered much everything right, right? yeah uh, Dune, Awakening, Dune. video game. Yeah. What do you think? Yes. Yes, more. All, all of it? Yes, please. Over it? Yeah. yeah. It's survival. Well, the thing is, MMO is a little weird yeah. to me. I would like just the kind of four-player, maybe single-player survival game, but yeah. it's MMO. But it makes sense, no? Right? Dune well, it, as a video game? Well, yeah. Dune as a video game makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm on board with that. Just the whole massively multiplayer online aspect, like World of Warcraft. Was it, was it No Man's Sky? Or No Man's Sky. Or, yeah, or <laughs> no Man's infinite Sky. amount of nothing. Right, or nothing, right? Or just, you know, cinematic moments. The worm is coming up. There's like 10,000 people around <laughs> waiting yeah. to watch. And it's, just, and it's like, oh, this kind of undertones the yeah, whole... Kinda, yeah, kind of... 
Yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I remember um, my cousin, we used to play Final Fantasy, I think, 7 or 11. I don't know which mm-hmm. one, though, what the one with the MMO like was massive Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, 14 or something. Four, yeah, yeah, some yeah. shit like yeah. that. <laughs> and I, I would just be like sitting there watching him play, and he's fucking waiting around for like 20 hours for some fucking monster to show up that, you know, 40 other people are waiting for. Right. <laughs> he was yeah. like, what's the point of this? I don't, I don't yeah. really understand it. To have to say, so coming on Dune is just kind of, oh, there's going to be cinematic moments, but you're going to see some naked dude across or yeah. something like that and it's gonna turn customizable character yeah some sort of like mount with like a worm or I don't know something they'll not cause when it comes to Dune I wanna be immersed yeah right? especially coming off the movie and it has to be kind of in the vein of that yeah so to be an MMO is a little odd survival sure why not I have to drink water or my own sweat or piss or something yeah yeah, yeah it's um it's interesting that they're gonna the, that they're gonna make a Dune video game Choosing an MMO over like a first person RPG, yeah, it kind of like takes you out of it, no? Like you were yeah. saying, it takes you out of like the whole immersion, immersion into the fucking insane sci-fi fucking lore that Homeboy built. Yeah, and granted, the MMO op- does open avenues. Like you can go to other planets. Maybe you can go to House Atreides' main planet or something yeah. like that. But I would, I'd rather be immersed <laughs> than uh, having to do that stuff. Totally. Yeah. I'm reading through the list and we pretty much did talk about everything. Yeah. There's some stuff we left out, like uh, no DC fandom this month, this year. That's the understatement of the, <laughs> that. That's understatement. Yeah, there's no DC yeah, fandom. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, what are they going to do? Like, the fucking. The, they're going to just push a fucking dumpster fire into like the, the center <laughs> stage and just everybody. <laughs> I was going to say they're going to play the trailer on loop on yeah. the big screen in the parking lot. <laughs> the trailer for, for uh, Sh- Shazam, the trailer for, for, for Black, Black Adam, Adam right? Which, and then, yeah. And that- that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Aquaman, maybe. Aquaman, right, right. Yeah. Although the Shazam and Aquaman got pushed back, right? Yeah. We're understanding because of budget cuts or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, they push it back because they, they have to. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that's been our show for this week. We've gone for an hour 55, 53. Nice. Yeah, so it's pretty much where we're at. I've been your host for this week, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy, Ernesto. Hey, it's getting really hot. Yeah, it's starting to heat up in here. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Subtech and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.